Uh, let me bring in Donna Skelly, uh, city councillor, newly minted, still newly minted city councillor, former CHCH personality. I, I mean, and now I can't even say Donna anymore. It has to be Councillor Skelly as I introduce you. It's a, it's a big change for those of us who have known you for a long time. And and it is correct. It is councillor. I'm teasing. It's um, <laughs> it's it's fun. It's bizarre when people when you're at, at uh, city hall and it's councillor. <laughs> Me. You, uh, I want, I do want to say before we get to the topic that we've had you on for. First of all, congratulations for today uh, for being part of the group that actually voted down the uh, pool fence thing for not uh, (laughs) propelling the nanny state along any further. That was uh, that was refreshing. Honestly, it was. It was. It was nice to see council discuss something and then not decide they had to implement some sort of new law on us. Well, I was uh, when it was first uh, brought to uh, council. Quite a few weeks ago, I was I was surprised that we were um, going to be recommending that staff were recommending that we have we create and demand that new installs have a fence within a fence. And I think that the reality is most parents who are or people who are building a pool are incredibly incredibly uh, conscientious about and concerned about safety uh, involving children in particular. And the reality is the onus should be placed on an adult. Adult supervision is ultimately what will uh, ensure that the child doesn't drown. I've had a pool in, uh, at a, pre- in a previous home, and often gates are left un, you know, unlocked or are left open. Children do get in. You have to watch your children. You can't rely on, on just a gate ensuring that your child doesn't uh, doesn't drown. And, and the reality is there are more drownings in lakes and in bathtubs than there are in pools. And as one of the delegates rightly stated, as he passed the fountain in front of City Hall, he recognized we didn't have a fence around it. We don't have fence around our our ponds in the city or around uh, the, the lake shore, and people do drown. So I think as long as as parents are... Um, you know, really careful about their children and that that supervision is there. I think that that's really what we, and, you know, we maintain the, the rules that we have in place. I think that that's, that's, you know, that's pretty much enough. Yeah, the aesthetic of the, uh, the fountains surrounded by long, high fences, you know, it kind of takes something away from it. I think if you went to, like, Rome or somewhere and they have all these old antique fa- uh, fountains, I really don't see any, any fences around them. It kind of takes away a little bit. It would. It really would. It really would. <laughs> you, can, you can't and just toss. Your yeah, you can't just toss your coin in the fountain. You have to stand at fifty yards and hurl it like a quarterback and hope you have good aim. Uh, by the way, just again before we get to what I want to talk about, I have not had you on here since you were elected. Have you? Has Has there been anything that's really surprised you since you've now taken your position around the council chamber table as opposed to being in the press gallery watching? Um. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot, you're in a lot, and I mean an awful lot of meetings. I, I wasn't really, um, even though I'd covered it, I wasn't aware of how many meetings and how long they last. So it's important to have staff. I have very, very good staff who uh, work. We work as a team, and I think that's really important. I think that the, the fact that there are so many meetings to attend is one big issue. Um, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I do. I really love this job. I loved my job when I was at CHCH, but I really enjoy it. The staff, the the people in, in my ward, residents across the city have been very, very nice. Um, I'm a little disappointed, and, and people are, are know that I'm not 
crazy about engaging on social media. The um, I think social media, unfortunately, has become really a, a playground for adult bullies. Uh, I, I'm surprised at the number of very prominent people in the city who are so vindictive and uh, and and boorish and and such bullies in social media. If your opinion varies from theirs. If it if it doesn't support their stand on an issue, they will attack you, and they will attack you personally. And that really is disappointing because a lot of these people are prominent people in the city, and I think it's it's um, it's unfortunate because it certainly doesn't move the city forward, and it certainly doesn't move an issue forward. And that's one of the reasons I refuse to engage in social media. I will post social media comments, but I would not engage with somebody in social media. It's it's unfortunate. I, I was at um, a number of elementary schools over the course of uh, the past uh, three months, and the teachers uh, are telling me and guidance counselors are telling me in elementary school that the stress level the kids face today is unparalleled and big part of it of course you've got the breakdown in families but a big part of it is the fact that they are bullied on social media and what kind of um, role models are we being when we see community leaders engaging in such in such ugly um, conversations on Twitter and Facebook etc Hmm. It's an interesting, and you know what, it's a great discussion to have. We can't do it today, but you know what, I'm, that's definitely an interesting um, position, the way you, you, you put that as, as adult bullying, and I, I'm going to follow that up for sure. It's, it's, um, it is fascinating. But let, let's get on to why I did want to bring you on tonight, and that is to throw you back, I have, not as a city councillor, but throw you back in your old life for a few moments, as well as your, your experience with being on the, union, well, the, the front lines of trying to save CHCH at one time, and now in your current position. Uh, there is a, a new plan that came out today that the CRTC is going to free up $90 million to prop up and help out local TV news. Um, what are your initial thoughts when you hear that? I mean, my thought is, well, it's a little late for CHCH, I suppose, but w- what do you think of that plan? Well, first of all, when the CRTC says it's going to free up anything, that's taxpayers' money. Where they're getting that money, I'm not sure. If they're asking for federal funding, are they asking for money from the from some sort of a fund that the cable companies contribute well to? what they're actually where they're taking it from don is they're they're actually saying they are going to be taking money that's currently funded to community programming on stations such as kojiko tv east link television rogers tv so the the local cable stations by the sounds of it are going to be relinquishing some of their grants some of their money to go to other local tv news stations it's a little bizarre don't you think Well, it seems like robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? Exactly. I mean, you will have a few. I think there are a few independent. I would not support any money going to CHCH until their um, uh, issues. I mean, until we find out what happened with all of the money that is owed people who they fired. Uh, to turn around and say now you have to start pumping um, you know money into a station that doesn't have revenue anyway, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. So they have to be very careful where they allocate these funds. Um, and and what is it going to do? You said you know it's robbing Peter to pay Paul, and that's ve- very much it. I mean, th- these cable companies own the television station, so it, it doesn't make sense to me at all. At all, uh, there's a problem. The CRTC dropped the ball. 
decades ago. They were warned about, we started talking about the 500-channel universe in the 80s. It was, they were warned about convergence. They didn't listen. And now you have Rogers that, of course, acquired um, MSLE, uh, or MLSE, I should say. They're struggling because, of course, the um, the investment, I don't think, has paid off to, to the tune that they would like it to. So you've got, I would say, self-inflicted wounds within the industry. For years, they overpaid for American programming. It was more or less a, a territorial fight, and I would say a fight of egos between CBC, CTV, and Global. They overpaid for programming, and then they saw losses of revenue. And they are more beholden to shareholders than they are to taxpayers or viewers. I'd say if, 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 and it is sad because we really are, there is a void in the marketplace for local news. Um, I rarely watch CHCH now. Part of that is because of the fact that, you know, there's, there's certainly a bitter taste left in my mouth, but, uh, from the, uh, from the mass firings. Um, but I, I think that the industry didn't keep up with the changing technology. They never really recognize that more and more people are turning to the web to acquire news. I read the Hamilton Spectator online more than I pick it up and read it in a, in a, in, in a hard copy form. Um, and when I'm at, you know, relaxing at the cottage or on the weekend, I will pick up a, a newspaper. But most of my news I, I get off of line. And I think that I probably represent the vast majority of Canadians today. I think this is really ill thought out. I think that the CRT's role uh, in the media is is um, is really not important anymore. I don't think that uh, that we should. I think that the government has to really rethink the role of the CRTC and perhaps get rid of it. Well, there was they, there was something, Donna, through the CRTC, and some people will be familiar with this name. You certainly will. The Local Programming Improvement Fund that had done something, it sounds like, similar to what they're talking about today. It was a fund that put a few million dollars into different stations. I know CHCH got some money out of this that helped, and I can't remember if it was the staff or it was the ownership of Channel Zero when this whole thing happened in December, but this was mentioned, that when this money went away, it became really difficult what was the st- the people who worked there, the people who worked in television? Was this local program- programming improvement fund seen as a really good thing, as a bit of lifeblood, or was it seen as an artificial crutch that was propping up local TV news? Artificial. It's called, we, we referred to it as ALPIF, the Local Programming uh, Investment or, uh, Fund, and it was, it, it was a subsidy. A lot of industries are subsidized, and I get that, but... Um, in the case of CHCH, we're not even sure where that money went because the company that I worked for had no revenue. It didn't have any money coming in. So when people were fired and they were told they were losing money, well, of course they were losing money. They weren't generating any revenue. So CHCH is probably the worst example and the poorest, um, I think, candidate for any source of funding until they truly open their books and tell us where the money has gone. Uh, we know they're selling their, their building. There may be a, an interested party. Uh, they have assets worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and yet, you know, they were able to walk away from any, uh, any debts to, to their staff. And I think that that's just absolutely unconscionable if, if the CRTC goes through and gives them a dime of, of money. But even having said that, we've got Netflix. Uh, I know so many people who simply don't watch 
um, television anymore. I don't remember the last time, other than a live sports program and the news, where I sat down and watched over-the-air television. I just don't watch that kind of programming. I, I have Netflix, Crave TV, you know, specialty channels, um, uh, movies on demand. I think a lot more people are like that. They're accessing content through the web, and that's just that's just a reality, and it's an evolution. Very few young people are spending $150 a month on, on cable programming because they just don't watch it. Well, what I mean, from my original read of this, and I've read the story a couple times uh, to, to get a feel of it, what really strikes me as strange about this is, okay, whatever money might go to CHCH or to whatever other local channel to prop up the TV news or to help out, if you're taking this away from Cable 14, which is also doing local stuff, maybe not the same local stuff, but local stuff, how are you, how are you really helping the community? It seems, again, we're, we're going back to that idea that, well, you're f- fixing one thing maybe a little bit, but by gouging somewhere else. Sure, it's at the expense of the Cable 14 program. And Cable 14 isn't going to continue to um, throw money at local programming. They can't. They're not going to put it. They also are beholden to their shareholders. So they're not going to say, well, we'll just spend more money on on local programming unless they're forced to. Um, But to me, it doesn't make sense. You're taking money from existing cable programming, local programming, and saying, we'll prop up uh, another another, uh, television station. Let's take CHCH out of the equation because it is unique in the sense that it's an independent television station. But why should CTV be given money, or Rogers be given money for local programming because they blew, um, you know, they made a bad decision uh, by acquiring the Maple Leafs and, and that programming, and, or the rights, I should say, I guess, to uh, hockey across the country. The, the, the numbers haven't panned out. The ratings are down. They didn't have Canadian teams in the playoffs, and, and, and they've suffered for it. So does it make sense, then, that we have to turn around and somehow find money money to prop up Local newscasts, it doesn't make sense. At one point, you have to say you have to figure it out on your own, and if there's a business model, people will find it. I mean, I wouldn't have said this five years ago. I was passionate about keeping local news, and I still feel there's a void in, in, in the city. But you have to, somebody has got to come up with a different model. People are not watching television. The numbers just aren't as high as they were years ago. And you can't continue to um, create this false economy by, you know, as you said, um, taking money from Peter to pay Paul. I I just don't think it's a viable long-term solution to the industry. Donna, we just have about a minute left, but people who have listened to this show for any period of time know my position on CBC, so it's not going to be a surprise. But what I don't understand about this particular announcement today, if you are going to be the CRTC or if you're going to be the government or some arm of the government and you want to put money into local TV and local TV news, why you would yank money out of cable companies or, or potentially the local channels that will be now hurt also on the local stage rather than taking a few million dollars or $90 million out of the C- CBC's budget, which is close to a billion dollars. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's all essentially coming from the same taxpayer. So why are we 
gouging the local channels potentially to help other local channels when you've got one network that is already bloated that we're giving more and more money to now where you could actually say, you know what, if the point is to service smaller markets and local communities, there's where the money comes from. I agree. If you want to service local communities, perhaps CBC has already got a presence here. I'm not, I'm not um, totally crazy about their, what they do here in Hamilton. I think they could do a lot more. And that's my point. Maybe that's where the money should be spent, uh, but even more so in places um, like, um, I don't even want to say Sudbury because they have a, C- a CTV. It's big enough to have a, another television station, but really small communities. And maybe it could be a hybrid version. And let them, let them be the, um, the research uh, unit and let them waste their money trying to figure out what the new model will be. But they should be, that money, I agree with you, should not be spent in urban centres. We should not have a CBC in Toronto and in Ottawa and in Winnipeg and in um, any of the other larger centres across the country. They're well served by existing private sector television stations. That money should be spent in much smaller markets. They can simply now do something online. Um, As I said, they could probably... Uh, do a lot more than they're doing at the station, at the um, uh, website here in Hamilton. But that money shouldn't be spent in places like Toronto and Ottawa. It's it's nonsense. Let them keep a national presence. And in news, forget the programming, because most people don't watch CBC programming. And um, the ratings have never, ever, ever been big. Let them stick with news. Do, they, don't have, they don't have sports anymore, so stick with news and and markets that are not served currently by the private sector. Donna Skelly, city councillor, former CHCH personality, <laughs> who knows what next, I don't know. Maybe I I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be councillor for, you know, a little while anyway, but you know, who knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows down the road? I mean, your resume is getting longer and longer, but um unfortunately we can't make it any longer this evening because I am flush out of time and have to get to commercial, but Donna Skelly, really appreciate the time as always tonight. Thanks. Nice to talk to you.